0: Good morning, everyone. Wake up, get up. It's Monday. It's time to get up. I don't have anything creative to say today because we have a very interesting nerd hour with Nathan. So I think I'll give it to him. This time. Exactly.
1: And you can hear that May is a little bit tired
0: today, but... I, I'm not tired. I'm just like, after reading, after reading what he's about to say, I'm like a little bit, you know, in, in thoughts. I, I, I was like, what, how should I start the episode? And then I'm like, you know what? This, this guy got it. I'm just well, going to
1: leave it to him. I'm going to take that as a compliment.
0: It it, it is actually, guys. Trust me. All right.
1: Nerd Hour with Nathan. So, (laughs) this is actually an interview episode, and uh, we've got a very special guest. But this time, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach because we're going to have, we're going to set a theme for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's actually going to be our intro for today. Um, So, I shall begin. Today's theme. Um, comes from an established and very important concept that exists both in animal psychology and in military leadership. It describes two different modes of thinking that you could call two different approaches. Now, the thing is, Hmm. these approaches apply to a huge number of situations. Scientifically, it probably has a name, but what I'm going to call it is predator and prey mentality. So I'm going to explain it by example. A tiger in the wilderness... Uh, Let's take one. So a tiger in the wilderness, you could say, has the following attitude. He's telling himself, I have to go out there and hunt whatever I can so I can feed myself and my family, Um, if he could think, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in contrast to that, if you take, say, a rabbit, you could say he has the following attitude. You could say um, he would tell himself, I have to survive and be cautious because danger could come at me from anywhere. This is a dangerous world. Now, you'll notice at first glance that one of these uh, w- one of these uh, personal speeches is active and the other one is passive or even receptive, you could say. One is about going on a mission to control your life and the other is about being alert and open to what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So that's a basic idea. Now, you're probably wondering by now, how does this apply to us? Well, for a first human example, let's take the military with a pretty common situation that happens for them when they are in enemy territory. Now, say you lead a group of soldiers and uh, they're all um, inside of a few vehicles with maybe a tank or two as well. And uh, the, the very common situation is your mission is to go from place A to place B. But you know that there might be terrorists along the way. There might be traps, there might be uh, an ambush, Whatever. So psychologically, one of two things can happen in this situation. The first thing that could happen is that you just leave point A. The soldiers spend the whole trip wondering if they're going to hit a landmine with their vehicle. uh, If they're going to be ambushed, they're going to be stressed and nervous and anxious, looking around like a deer caught in headlights. So if they see a terrorist, they can at least take cover and protect themselves. This is bad because your soldiers will be nerve wrecked by the end of the trip. They're going to be blinded by their stress, fear, anxiety, and if they actually get attacked, they will mentally have lost against the terrorists already. Now, the other extreme is if you tell them before the trip, you say, guys, we know there's going to be terrorists on this trip. And actually, the whole point of this trip is that we find them and eliminate them. Now, in this case, when you go out, your soldiers will feel like hunters. They will be under stress, for sure, but it will be a careful stress where you're actively looking for your target. Then what happens is that instead of being the targets, your soldiers will be looking for a target. If it's not clear to you by now, this is the prey versus predator mentality, and even in our own personal lives, we live by it. Some people go into their day job thinking, oh my god, what kind of work is waiting for me today? And others are thinking there's work to do, good, let's go do it. So I think you understand by now. And mm-hmm. obviously, with university stuff, yeah. same thing. Exactly. So, um,
0: that actually reminds me of a <clears throat> very good quote a great man told me, or actually tells me almost every week or every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't go out hunting every single day, you're going to starve, your family's going to starve. It's like a oh a caveman logic go out, but like when you think about it, also with university and everything, if you don't go out, don't learn something new every day, you're gonna end up starving for knowledge. See, you yeah. call
1: it primal, and that's why I'm yeah. making this parallel with animals because it's such a basic thing in our brain. Yeah, exactly. But so now
0: tell me, guys, after listening to this, how can you start with something silly? <laughs> I just couldn't get myself to start this okay. episode with something silly. <laughs> okay, but,
1: May, we got to get our guest in. Yes. So sure. let's present her. Um, go uh, ahead, May.
0: Yeah. So our guest for today is Alexandra. Um, she's a student at TU Delft, studying computer science and engineering. Uh, same class as we were. I mean, I was. Nathan is still in. <laughs> so they're still classmates, third year. And... Uh, she has already achieved quite a bit, actually, and that's really impressive for a student of like third year. She has already had, uh, you know, several internships with uh, Harvard and MIT, and I feel like she could be a really good motivation for first year students or second year students. Uh, everyone who wants to become an honors student, for example, uh, she could be a good example for everyone how to get motivated, and how to do it. What what you know what got her motivated to actually. Receiving her goals like this, yeah. <laughs> for so many people, it's like weird. Like, wh- what's your third year student? You already, you already did so much. Like, how, how did you do this? <laughs>
1: what, what made you do this? <laughs> Which is perfect for our motivation podcast, exactly. But yeah, basically, yeah. Um, Alexandra has been doing many things. Um, so obviously, what we're gonna do is just talk from, you know, from one human being to another. But uh, the whole point yeah. of this <laughs> is that we dig into the mentality of uh, all the work. That she's doing um which i guess compared to all the guests we've had until now um, um it's an ongoing
0: process for the for the others for example like uh would be lislotte or ruchi they have already achieved a lot they have already you know achieved their uh, their jobs they're already working they already have a high position and uh for alexandra she's just starting she's like in, the t- in her third year right so it's like an ongoing process i would say Exactly. So, so, okay, enough of our talking. Enough Alexandra, of us. Hello. <laughs> Alexandra,
1: welcome. Is, if there's anything yes, missing welcome, from what guys. I said, please tell me. Uh,
0: yeah. To be here. Uh, we hope you didn't miss anything <laughs> in <with> the introduction.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Well, yeah. well, is there anything I missed about you?
2: I do not think so, no. Um, indeed, it's a pleasure to be here to talk about like motivation and everything.
1: Oh, no, nice. Um,
2: yeah. No, there's a few stuff um like i did a few stuff in my life and i plan to do more in the future Um, but yeah it's an ongoing process also for me to figure out how to how i can actually work every day as much as i would like and i think it's the case for a lot of students so yeah it's Mm -hmm. interesting to be part of this conversation today
1: well, so we're actually finding out stuff together exactly. this time.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, we always do. Like, that's the whole point of this podcast, yeah. finding out new shit. And that
1: makes it a little different because all the other guests uh, were, were giving us their ideas and we're giving yeah, us uh, what much. they already had. But yeah. anyways, um, shall we move on to the actual conversation? The actual uh, questions.
2: Let's
0: go. Uh, now not yeah. to the script. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's uh, go with the script. We're behind on the script, guys. We're <laughs> we to <gotta> go quicker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyways.
1: anyways, so Alexandra... Um, You do a lot of stuff in your life, and uh, a lot of it is stuff that is just high cognitive load stuff. It's big brain stuff in simpler terms. And obviously, even today, uh, you could think about the future and all the work that's left for you to accomplish. You already mentioned this uh, with the things you plan to do, all the work that's in front of you. So I want to ask you, how do you think... Um, of a huge piece of work that lies in front of you. Imagine a new project, a new course or something. I'm sure you already have something that you know is in front of you. So I'm asking, um, yeah, with all the time and effort that it takes, what's your approach to facing something big?
2: Yeah, well, I do have a new project, a new course. Actually, I'm just starting my new quarter. So I do have three new courses to face and I have a few projects uh, Mm -hmm. ongoing. Uh, When that happened, I just try to break down like a new task, a new course in small, like really small tasks. And during my day, I just try to fill in as many tasks as I can, like intensive load, intensive. Um, If I do stuff intensively, I will tend to take way less time. So that's what I try to do and to change uh, what I do. because. That's when I know I can actually go uh, for a few hours of work and not just only trying to do one task and not finishing it, mm-hmm. uh, even if I spend a lot of time on it. So I would say this. I just try to see for the next few days, what do I have to do for this new project and break down in, in as many small tasks as I can and go for that.
0: So you're bringing balance pretty much to your workload, like balancing it throughout the day, like throughout yeah, the hours.
2: Yeah, but... I do think it's kind of like you have to have this serious organization and on the other side I also allowed myself just to go for hours of work on a specific course Mm -hmm. and when you do that intensively when something really interests you then Mm -hmm. you can also achieve a good like yeah a big amount of work so I just try to do the two and to have fun in between and it works pretty well for now
1: so great. it seems to me like you, you got two different fuels here. And the first one is when you're struck with passion and uh, the subject actually interests you and you keep going and going and going. But um, what would you say your fuel is for the other part, which is when you break it down into tiny little tasks and uh, yeah. you spread it around?
2: Like, there are a lot of tasks, I think, as students that we have to do, but we do not like. Mm. And... All of this, when we're going to spend a lot of time on it, then it's just going to bore us. And that's really what I do not want in university. Mm, So mm. when that happens, I just try to break it in as small tasks as I can. And then if you put a lot of this task around your day, during meetings or doing other stuff that you like, then you can go through it way better, I think. And Mm. that's kind of my strategy for now.
1: Like filling up blind spots between interesting things.
2: Exactly. Exactly. With really not interesting things. And at the end, it works out pretty well.
0: Ah interesting strategy actually
1: well yeah but then what i'm wondering is because i think a lot of people don't like take charge of uh their life and the projects that they have and the things they want to take and so they just get these uh university courses that are fall on top of them pray mentality again mm-hmm. and um and uh then they're o- almost only have boring stuff to do what i'm wondering is. How do you find enough interesting things to do so that the boring stuff is worth it?
2: Yeah, first of all, the project I would choose from the beginning will be something I'm likely to be interested in. So that's not that hard at the end, even if you have some tasks you do not like in a project, overall, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, but like, I think if you don't have any interesting stuff to do for university or for like the stuff you have to follow, just have fun with your friends. I think it balances out as well.
1: Uh... Okay so y- okay so yeah, in place of uh, yeah. intellectual interest you you put little social interest you Yeah could say. exactly okay. something wow. that you like basically uh, just something that rewards you actually
2: Exactly uh,
0: yeah Well TU Delft is not really helping with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny to say during <laughs> covid yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> It's kind of relatable to me because I just got so bored in in my first year of TU Delft that was the second quarter so Maybe I should have actually tried doing this. Maybe if I if, yeah. I, if I wasn't friend with nerds like you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> or if I had
1: known enough about this stuff. Because, yeah, yeah, like right now it makes sense to me that like, um, uh, I think in terms of uh, biochemicals that your brain needs its dose of dopamine for the day. And uh, if you just keep doing boring stuff, then mm-hmm. at least for me, the next day I'm not going to do anything because I didn't get any reward.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of understandable, I guess. But yeah, and but, I just kind
2: of have to explode these dopamine sessions in a lot of different like small slots during the day, mm-hmm. so it really balances out easily with like moments you would feel to be bored with what you're doing. So yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I feel like you have actually figured out everything on like how to study for yourself <laughs> and like how to yeah how to you know finish a course really good. I'm wondering if like were there any difficulties in the beginning? Like how did you? How long did it take yeah. you to understand like you know this is this is how it, how it works for me? Or did you just? you know, one day you just wake up like, okay, I'm going to do, try this. And it just worked out perfectly. Like, oh, fine. I'm just going to keep doing like that. Actually
2: first year was Mm -hmm. um, also pretty hard uh, for figuring everything out. I was, I wasn't working much at all for the first few months. I didn't like university Um, and I ended up liking it and seeing like kind of the opportunities I could have. And then I started liking what I was doing and trying to figure out what I, how I could combine what I was doing with what I would find boring. And mm. so it came, ca, ca, kind of came during second years. Uh, second year where I started to uh, have like way more uh, moments in my life where I would enjoy what I was doing. And so it was really working well with combining it with working more. Um, at the end, working a lot and then having a lot of fun works pretty well for me. Um, So, yeah, I would say it's been a year, a bit more I've been on it, and it's working all right for now. Um, So the strategy I'm going for.
0: Sounds good. That's really great. Well, yeah, well, this is kind of like a counter example to the first few guests, I'd say, when, you know, we're always suggesting people, you know, you need to find what you enjoy, you need to try out different things, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you can just take a uh, a chance on something that you might not like, you know, in the first year. And then it might turn out in the second year, like, you know, I'm actually enjoying this more and more and then you're succeeding even yeah. more. It's a bit it's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well,
1: I don't know if it's surprising, but, uh, I mean, to me, it's not, I kind of had
0: to have the same, uh, yeah. same relationship with econometrics as well. And the first year, was like, oh, I fucking hate this shit. It's like only, only math. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and Then now I just, I just fucking love it. I love it so much. <laughs>
1: yeah. Honestly, I think it's a problem with universities that people yeah. get bored of yeah. the first year.
0: Hmm. But be, um, yeah. I mean, there's so so little to do in the first year as well. You know, in the first year, you just you can you can pretty much not do any internships or anything. You can't do anything oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, you have these given courses. You just need to prove that you can study here. Hmm. Then you can do everything it's, else.
2: <laughs> it's kind of a challenge to go through. And once you figure the first yeah. year out, usually then it goes way better for the years after. Actually, mm-hmm. in the Netherlands.
1: Yeah. So there's a predator mentality, seeing it as a challenge. mm-hmm and that's what I'm wondering. Is this something you've been doing your whole life? That if that when something difficult comes in front of you, that you see it as a challenge, a personal thing.
2: I see it differently. I see it a bit the, the other way around. It's more that I don't want to to let down anything, any opportunity that I could have not let down. Um, it's more I, I don't want to lose anything. So kind of I, I want to win everything I can. Mm. So naturally it becomes a challenge if it's harder than I would have expected because I need to get it at the end so yeah if it has to be a challenge it's going to be one and it's not going to be an issue
1: hmm. okay yeah I get what you're saying and uh okay so you see the value in it and uh you see you see the opportunity mm-hmm. and uh and uh, obviously like uh if you leave then you're wasting your time you've wasted your time instead of gaining something
2: exactly and gaining something can be on a lot of different plans I, I really believe in the value of not only limiting yourself to academics in university and mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to bring you a lot later in life so gaining could be also socially it could be in a lot of different plans and just seeing the pure academic value I think
1: yeah yeah, yeah definitely I think that adds, adds up a lot
0: of more interest in what you're doing
1: I think maybe that's a mm-hmm. more modern take as well because uh, although when you think of universities like harvard the uh, the part of the admission process is that you've done something outside of academia yeah but um so so maybe that represents the actual goal of academia better when uh when you think that way yeah which yeah, you wouldn't yeah, yeah. you wouldn't think of it that way when they um they uh, set you up to have eight hours of work per day mm-hmm. which pragmatically it isn't always the case but uh
0: I mean i th- yeah. I think like the eight hours per day is like just you know statistically, yeah, you need to have this, but usually most people that could go to <coughs> top universities like that they don't really need eight hours a day to actually learn something mm. you some some most of them just catch up on the fly yeah <laughs> could could be that as well, yeah but i I feel like it's also very important when you're doing something outside of your only academic sphere, then then you actually show some ambition. You're so that you're actually interested. That's probably the reason why those colleges value this so much. Mm. Like they won't they won't see s- people like with ambitions and everything. Yeah. Like if you're actually excited to do what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Talking about catching up. That's our guest Liz Lotta from Did that that one interview.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Crazy Alex, what is your relationship with ambition? <laughs> Coming <laughs> to ambition. the ambitions. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I actually do not overthink ambition in general. Mm -hmm. I see it more, Yeah, I I don't have such a long-term view on this side, on the career, I try to not have one Uh because I want to be as open as possible in terms of what I want to do and what kind of resources I'm gonna need, so where I'm gonna go. Um, So I try just to get as as much knowledge as I can. I see it more like that now, like exploration of knowledge and Mm -hmm. of experience here and then later on, I'm going to go as far as I can in anywhere I, w- I would like to, to, to go. So I don't put myself in the limits, but I don't either overthink what I want to do or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, I just want to get as much knowledge as I can. Basically.
1: Okay. So um, I'm, I'm getting kind of a distinction here because some people... And, and that's great because uh, uh, that might make you... That might be another way that you're very different from our other guests is that... Um, and tell me if, okay, so tell me if I'm wrong. I, I get the feeling that a lot of our guests were very uh, achievement focused where uh, they want to finish the degree, get the job that they want, um, be high achieving. And uh, I guess the other way of seeing it is is more in a sense of, um, of a, like you said, a hunger of knowledge that you want to keep growing your mind and that when you're done with the degree, you're not going to pick the job that you it's not like there's a job that you want but you're gonna you're gonna pick one that is gonna give you the most in terms of knowledge
2: yeah exactly and it's really context dependent that's why i don't want to put myself in a limit or any direction because it's going to depend on what kind of projects i'm going to have then and what kind of interest mm-hmm. um so yeah like the, pro- the process is pretty much what you described
1: okay cool um then what I'm wondering is, and the problem that I see in that because uh, I'm kind of like that myself despite my attempts to be achievement-focused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should switch. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time to switch. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm in the middle. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the problem that I s- face with that myself is that I, um, I want to ask you is how do you see um, the long-term goal in what you're doing or the long-term purpose of where what you're doing is taking you?
2: I do know what I like in technology and I kind of have uh, an idea of what I think will be the world in a few years in terms of technology mm. and I want to participate in that. So there's a few fields I mm-hmm. prefer wow. over others, Um, but I just want, I, I know I'm going to, I want to be part of it. And I think just being specific, um, like focus, focusing myself specifically about them now, it's, important and interesting, but what's going to bring me like the most is just having insights from other fields as well. So that's why I don't want to be that specific. Now, I just try to get a more broader, uh, like, scope of knowledge around Mm -hmm. these issues, to later having interesting insight and different perspective. That's more how I see it.
1: That's fascinating.
2: Yeah,
0: that is that is actually like, maybe maybe that's the key, you know? Yeah, so you see (laughs)
1: this, uh, you see this, okay, So in a way, it's about seeing this future world. Um, Yeah, and and you call it a world, but maybe it's more of... um,
0: Like a vision of the future. It's more of a vision of...
1: uh, Of
2: the state, more of what the world is going
1: to... The state of... um, Yeah, I guess of of a state-of-the-art technology. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I will just limit myself a technology. I don't talk about the other. Of course. So,
1: so then that's basically you have this vision and uh, you make it exciting or uh, you see it as exciting Mm -hmm. uh, because of what you see that it's going to become. And uh, that's what you're aiming for. And that's the, that's why you're doing all this knowledge stuff. That's why you want to grow personally, because you, you want to be in this really interesting, really exciting field.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly this, but on a broader scale, I think, if, even if I end up being really not interested by this, by this field um, mm-hmm. in some some way, I just know that by having this broad amount of knowledge or whatever, um, even, even if it's not much, well, I can easily go in another field because I'm going to, mm-hmm. like, the concept or the insight are transferable to, like, other fields as well. So even yeah. if I don't limit myself later on, it's still going to help me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you you just it's the same thing, but you make the you make the it's like the same strategy, but the the execution is made smarter yeah. by uh, by being more broad and more adaptable. Yeah, like
0: a backup plan of like what if yeah something, yeah, exactly. something happens. Uh, yeah. Concerning your backup plan, I'm actually kind of curious. Um, you know when you said when you said you have this vision of the, of like the future, let's say three years for example, right? Um, so you have this idea of what, you, how you imagine it's gonna be, and that's why you want to join and you want to part, uh, take part in it. Um, what if, you know, uh, what if after three years or five years, you know, the visions are completely like the world is completely different. So you're kind of disappointed of like what's going, what what has what has changed, everything that has changed. So what what's I mean, what's your take on that? Like, have you ever?
2: It's really likely to not be how I expected it to be,
0: uh-huh. but
2: not on all layers. So it's not as black and white, I would say. Yeah. So even if it's different in a a lot of ways, well, I think that's something then you can change. And if it's good in different ways, then like there are fields that are interesting to work in. So even if it's, I mean, the only possibility would be that it takes a fully other way, but that Mm -hmm. might be also as interesting as what I didn't expect and I would like to work in it too. So, yeah. So I think it's just not that binary. Yeah, that's why it's enough.
1: it's about uh-huh. more being attached to something more abstract, so that whatever reality ends up being, mm-hmm. uh, in an abstract exactly. fashion, still something interesting, top notch. Uh, yeah, so it's like finding o- always finding
0: brinks. something interesting in whatever comes. Yeah, exactly. It's not
2: much about what the thing is mm-hmm. directly, but it's more about conceptually, like what it, um, how it reflects. Like,
1: yeah. Ah. But that's interesting. A lot of People say that you should know exactly where you're gonna go and exactly what you're gonna do, what you're aiming for, and be excited about that. And actually, I think you're you're making a very good case for the the other point where you you take something abstract that you like, you form this abstract idea in your head, and and um, just believe in the mm-hmm. fact that it's it's gonna be out there no matter what, which it probably ninety nine percent. So at least um, one of the one of gonna the things the is going to
0: happen. So, yeah, if you, if you have like nine different scenarios, at least one of them, like one five parts of one scenario, you'll at least like one of the parts you just continue well that's that's quite interesting well
1: that's really cool yeah but um, enough saying that it's cool let's move on <laughs> yeah Um,
0: <laughs> we're just gonna say it's cool all, all yeah, yeah that's cool <laughs> this is quite cool <laughs> yeah this is like a completely like as Nathan said it's like a completely different take because even like I personally have always heard the, the idea of like you know always aim higher if you want to become for example a manager aim for the CEO if you want to become like I don't know board of the, member of the board of the director aim for I don't know something else yeah. that is a little bit a little bit less or a little bit above actually
1: yeah this is another way which i think applies a lot to university and applies specifically to uh, technical fields uh be they scientific or engineering or Mm -hmm. uh, or something like psychology yeah or cognitive science so now now
0: when you think about it you know you don't have to aim for something way higher to get something a little bit below and you can actually make it work and still have a pretty good vision of your future yeah maybe maybe that's a really good take for like people who are kind of confused like with their lives because not everyone not everyone agrees with like the idea of like oh i'm gonna aim for i'm gonna aim for mit and then i'm gonna get made it to some UCLA. people are
1: bored by those ideas yeah and they don't know why because it's supposed to be exciting yeah but anyways
0: thing yeah moving on moving from on that.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Alexandra, you've had great opportunities as a result of your work. And uh, obviously, they're all pretty impressive by their reputation, uh, being an honor student, uh, working as an intern at MIT, Harvard, where, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe you applied machine learning concepts, concepts to pharmacology. Um, it's,
2: it's not exactly this. Um, I don't know if I should uh, mention what I did or not.
1: Oh, well, I was just riffing on what I found on your LinkedIn, but something medical, right? Yeah,
0: we won't go deep into the topic. Let's yeah. just yeah, say yeah, in general yeah. of like we'll Harvard MIT,
1: sure. Yeah, but it was something <laughs> uh, <laughs> machine learning and biology. Yeah. Is, yeah, is yeah. that broad enough? Microbi- yeah. Okay, microbiology. Then, um, Metagenomics,
2: yeah. But no, <laughs> yeah. <move on>. Metagenomics. <laughs> You've heard it, people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyways. Um. So, yeah, it seems to me like, uh, like um, well, one would think that you're aiming high. Um, obviously, you could also just be offered these things and you're like, sure, sounds good. So what I'm wondering is um, when you get an offer like that, like when you're getting something big um, by, with a big name on it that, uh, that is very covered in prestige, do you actually feel uh, all of that societal context? what you're given or do you just see it as work or as pursuing your growth of knowledge
2: yeah i see it as a bit of a mix of these both actually um like these opportunities usually it's not just um i receive one day a letter saying me that i have this opportunity Mm -hmm. like you apply and it's a process so Mm -hmm. when you end up having the opportunity well you know why you have it um Mm -hmm. in a way. Because you deserved it. I'm saying more because you actually tried to get it mm-hmm. and if the result is positive, it's it's better, but it happens also that's not all the time it works. So I think it's more about trying to get, really chase opportunities mm-hmm. um, and not limiting yourself. Like when you're in university, you have a lot of resources around you. Uh-huh. And I think trying to get the most of these resources is the best uh, advice you could give to a student. Mm-hmm. So for this opportunity to happen at the same in the same way. I know, like coming back to your question more specifically, mm-hmm. I that is what I'm doing right now as as my work, but not not in a bad way either. I see that as just my activities, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. what I like to do, and what's gonna bring me a lot later. So I don't ever think either this like how do I envision it. Uh-huh. I just go for it and I do it
1: okay so it's
0: so like you have all these opportunities you have all these like I don't know let's say you'll call them doors again of all these doors and you just try knocking on each one of them which one like as many as possible and internal doors yeah mm-hmm. eternal doors. like the, the the more chances the more opportunities the more like you know exactly and also from. you might
2: end up working with the field that you like even if you didn't know it at the beginning like mm-hmm. it's at our age or at or like this time of the life at least yeah well um, exploring is like it's by exploring that you're going to figure out uh, and do less like mistake in the, in the future I think of mm-hmm. course yeah so yeah. It was time for it
1: okay so that's actually fun yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that's obviously fun part of the university yeah obviously for you it's about the opportunity it's mm-hmm. about the things that you might gain but uh, I'm I'm also interested about the this also uh, different part that you mentioned which is of course when you're giving an, o- an opportunity like this you know why you were given it so that actually relates to achievement uh, i feel uh, it's about say, saying something about yourself that you're at a certain level of, uh, of knowledge or expertise or, or skill yeah. um, how do you see these things for yourself how does it fit into your thinking
2: yeah honestly you don't always know why you get an opportunity
1: well that's true
2: um, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it happens uh, for a good reason. Sometimes it happens for less good reason, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end you have it. And Mm -hmm. I think more about the consequences and everything than like why something happened and overthink why it happened. If I have an opportunity, I'm just gonna make the most out of it. So Uh I get other opportunities for better reasons. Uh Basically, that's more how I see it. I I try to not um, overthink the process in itself Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And more for each part of it, do as much as I can, while having an idea of what I want to do for the next steps, but mm-hmm. not a fixed idea, and then go for it, like yeah. actively. So
0: pretty much you have like I have this. This is what's given to me. I'm gonna make the most of it. I'm just gonna work as much as I can on it uh-huh. and see where it goes. That's it, it. Can be this, and it can be mm-hmm. also
2: okay. This this is my work. Um, there is a connection. Like I want to work for them for that reason and that reason. So uh-huh. I'm gonna go for that. And do this and then try to see if i cannot go for another opportunity for this part like i i try to kind of see it as a strategy uh-huh, um uh-huh. but to make the most out of it at any point also yeah. because i think if you make the most out of it at any point you never know what can uh activities like give you in a few years or like, it's not fixed time mm-hmm. like the, it doesn't stop now so if you do the most at, at, at one like job you never know mm-hmm. what it can brings you in a few years as well
1: yeah, I think in uh, I think in computer science you call that a greedy algorithm. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, well that's interesting. There's there's one more component which I uh, um I actually do myself. Um, but uh, I'm still observing it and thinking, thinking if that's the right way. Um, because myself when I'm when I'm given an opportunity and there's like prestige around it, what I see is, is a uh, like you in a strategic sense I, is, is how I think of it but um, uh, among all the things that you said I also see that when there's something with prestige is given to you it's like they're saying here's our name you can because we think you're worthy uh, you can use this to uh, to to kind of grow yourself you can use like, the
0: name as a banner for yourself so.
1: yeah so what I'm thinking is when you get something like that uh Part of the deal is also that you say, okay, well, look, world, I have this, so maybe I should get a little more, or maybe I'm going in a good direction and, uh, and I could get this deal or that deal. Maybe past the honors program, I can get into a master's of a pretty good university. Stuff like that. Do you see that in yourself?
2: I would agree, but at the same time, I, th- I think intentions or what you think about stuff and all of that doesn't matter at all at the end. Uh, what matters it's what is there, like the state of what you've done mm-hmm. and uh, like the rest is super con- contextual anyway and related like r- relative to what you have seen your whole life around you and all of that. So it, it doesn't really matter much, I think, uh, especially on the long term. So I really try yeah. to not overthink mm-hmm. it again and see it as like special or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's true. Cause it it really easily gets to the ego, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, and the, also, uh-huh. if
2: it works when you win, uh, then when you're gonna lose, um, it will hurt more, I think. Right, cause you're yeah.
1: like, I should apply the same logic here, and yeah. I lost, yeah. so I'm like, hey, world, I lost. Exactly. Don't give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything more. Any more
0: things yeah uh-huh. I got, I, that, that's actually that's actually really true i felt it on myself when i like <coughs> uh, into delft probably after like i got i got bored and like disappointed like oh TU delft was such a prestigious university i had the chance of coming to TU delft and now i'm not interested in what i'm doing um, I'm i'm lost <laughs> they just they just spiraled into something even worse like yeah it mm-hmm. took weeks of not working and just not enjoying anything <laughs> so yeah. i think it's really good good at least a good way of, like, trying to start thinking. Yeah, that's true. Don't p- Like, trying to at least yeah. uh, change some things, maybe in the way you view the world or, like, the study that you're doing or the directions that you're going in. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're, g- you're going get, to get disappointed way easily, way easier than, uh-huh. like, if you didn't, don't prioritize or, like, make them such huge things, big
1: deals. Yeah, it's like it sounds like a high, like a high-risk, low-reward thing.
0: yeah just too many expectations Mm -hmm. uh, too many like uh, ideas and other like yeah plans for the future and then you're like oh they're all gone
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know there's also this thing about um there's also this thing about ego because um you think of like yeah it's true it's wrong to have uh to have the glorious opportunity thing and then Mm -hmm. it gets to your ego but then um One thing that I read from, uh, I mean, one thing that I know from a book written by Jocko Willink, which is a Navy SEAL in the U.S., Mm -hmm. um, what he says is that too much ego is bad, but if you have zero ego, you're not going to care about anything, and uh, then it's all just going to crumble around you. So the feeling that I'm getting uh, from you, Alexandra, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that for, maybe you wouldn't call it ego, but... um, but uh, do you think that you build your ego around the actual uh, tangible things that you've built and uh, the most realistic value of the things that you've uh, constructed or worked on so far?
2: Yeah, like th- That's the thing. I think my ego is really not based on my projects and what I have achieved. I, I mm-hmm. do not base it on my achievements um, because I think that's like the most uh, fragile, like risky thing to do and fragile thing to base your ego on um i just base my ego on like way more like on values and other core stuff to me core values to me than on something i have done it's more about like who you are who you know that you are um and like you do. You, i don't think you should prove that by achievements you can do that prove it by like uh, through achievements but you can also do it if you just believe Kinda in yourself and so you don't have you don't need an external way mm-hmm. evidences that it is the case you know you just know yourself that you can do it mm. you will be able to and yeah
1: so, so by too. my personal values mm-hmm. i i guess part of it is uh is uh well this attitude that you have towards uh towards growing mentally and uh and uh, improving yourself and um that means you have some worth because you're you're actively trying to improve and to grow yourself, which which obviously has worth. But um or or am I wrong about that? That's at least like one part of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is.
1: Okay. And then the other part would be um Well, actually, I mean you said values, but I'm I'm wondering, could you tell me a bit more about that?
2: Yeah, when I say values, I mean more who you are as a person, like how you react to stuff. What, oh, yeah. What is your view, view <laughs> about what's happening? Um, yeah, it's maybe maybe the the wrong word. I meant more who you are.
1: No, I see what you mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, actually, I had forgotten, but my actual question was uh, was something a bit more philosophical uh-huh. um, and and basic and um which i think and and i'm asking this because i think it would apply to uh, uh people who are listening to us uh, and to a lot of university students in general um i'm wondering what your view is on how do you find your own self worth or how do you figure out that uh you can achieve stuff and 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 then that you can convert that into your ego knowing that you can do things
2: I think as a first step when you don't know where to start, it would be to find something you're good at and doing it and so you have this like rewarding experience to see that you can do something that works um, but yeah besides that um, I would say having also friends and a lot of other like uh fields here like um, are coming into. Are are getting important. Like having friends that support you, for example, is also really, really good for self worth. So I think it's also about your environment that goes out of just the working, uh, the working uh, context.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's about yeah, it's, it's about kind who of you surround you, yourself with. Yeah,
0: but like the attitude around you, the people around you.
2: Yeah, but I I still do think it's possible without people around you saying, like Mm -hmm. telling you that you're you're self-worth to believe in yourself. But if you really have a low self-esteem or something similar, I would think that uh, easy, rewarding experience would help. So if you find something you're good at or you know something you're good at, just improve yourself in this field because then you will be able to see what you're able of. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, then, like, getting all these achievements and everything, they wouldn't, like, create this huge ego in you because you're still focusing on what you love doing and, like, what actually rewards you yeah. the most. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind it's of this
1: idea that, um, that uh, well, I guess from the friend perspective that it, it kind of sounds like the law of attraction in a way that mm-hmm. if you've got good people around you, then maybe that says something about yourself, which I believe... Uh, I believe can be true in a lot of uh, I- in a lot of cases. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's there's a saying. I don't know if, if it is in English as well, but uh, it says like, "Tell me, tell me who's your friend. I'll tell you who you are." Basically, that's right. It. So yeah. th- it, uh, may- maybe the elder, maybe the older generations did know something
1: I saying that <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't always yeah. judge them. They actually, well, of course, there's, there's exceptions a to they knew it. it. Yeah, <laughs> there's of course exceptions to that, yeah, but I, I think that sounds like a good rule to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, as, as part of your self-worth do you agree with that
2: yeah i grew up with that no um, do, you,
1: do you agree oh do you agree with, that? You agree with yeah <laughs> no that oh, would be a quick so question to, that would be a big question to just uh, say like that. no 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 yeah
2: i do i do definitely i agree i agree with it yeah yeah okay um, that yeah, sounds, also sounds not agree. only your environment like something just if i can add on the environment yeah. it can mm-hmm. also be removing people from your environment that uh tend to remind you that you have Uh, low like self worth right or that kind of stuff it can also be cleaning your environment i think
1: Mm. oh yeah that's important but then that's the important thing because if you've only got good people around you then that probably 99 percent of the time means that you had to take some people out that were bad for you because everyone has those so um yeah i I totally relate with that Mm -hmm. um uh, and so the other part of it is is you're saying like do something that you're good at so um, what I think that means is that you, well, it's the idea of you achieve something and it says something about your self-worth, but but it's not about, um, like you said, the environment part is about the friends, but then the achievement part is more like, from what I, I mean, yeah, what I think it is, is with the achievement part is, just the core of what you're doing. It's not the names on it. It's not
0: mm-hmm.
1: specifically what it was, but more like that you succeeded. Yeah. And that you can succeed. You succeeded
0: for yourself, not for
1: the name that you're carrying. Like yeah. Is that is that what you're trying to say?
2: Yeah, I think it's a pretty like pretty natural thing for a human when you see something that you're good at and you see people liking it, for example, or even yourself, you can notice that it's good. Then naturally you're gonna be, feel better about yourself, whether it's for a few seconds mm-hmm. or for more. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a natural process in a human and you can allow yourself to have this process um, to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it might be a start for something bigger.
0: Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, when cool. you think about it. Like you know, our our age group and is already found like self worth Well, it, the most most of our age group is like still
1: <laughs> can't even figure out what to study. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> really impressive. Really.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, uh, anyways, man. we're at forty-four minutes right now. Yes, this it went longer than we thought it would, <laughs> which is great yeah. because <laughs> that means it was interesting.
0: I hope everyone else who was listening also had a lot of uh, a lot of interesting, you know. Um, what do you say I forgot the word. Uh <laughs> I like forgot the word, wait. Like takeouts uh, or yeah, yeah, advices. Yeah. Advices. Yeah. <laughs> they took out some yeah. interesting ideas uh, from We that. haven't recorded in a while, so I forgot the advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No motivation, no advice not using the word that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alexandra, yeah. for
1: coming. Well, thanks Alexandra. You you're you're very mm-hmm. different from our usual guests. So that that was great. Yeah, a really good it was interesting question. a great
2: turn. pleasure to be with you guys in this class.
0: Yeah. Well, this will be one of your biggest achievements as well. You know, being yeah. on Slim Radio. On Slim Radio. <laughs> A new one. We're gonna be big one day. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was in. Ep- I was in one of the first episodes. You know,
1: big deal. You can say we're in the first ten episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no. My yeah. bigger achievement so far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for actually joining us. It was really, really interesting discussing this, discussing this new views on how to actually try to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll just end the episode here as well. Yeah. You know, we uh, already, we've we already discussed, like, uh, how is it, rephrased everything that has been discussed here for yeah. multiple times. Yeah. We hope everyone, everyone is having a great I day, a great Monday.
1: Actually, to make it really short, sure. is the two takeaways here are that. Um, That's cool. You can aim for an idea. You can aim for a dream even when it is just a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might work very well for you. Yeah. The other idea is that... Um, Don't limit yourself in just one direction. Just
0: have a broader view. Yeah,
1: but I think it goes the other way. If you're someone who's very open, then maybe you need a dream. and you, Maybe you need an idea, something that brings no,
0: I mean I mean just like in general like w- the direction that you're going you know don't take mm-hmm. like a small path that you're going like, take a take a large road yeah for <laughs> take some a, people. like a highway <laughs> yeah take <laughs> like the whole highway and
1: i think for the second idea it's about um it's about your self worth that you mm-hmm. should that that um if you need um ego in order to move forward mm-hmm. in your in your achievements in life mm-hmm. then you need to get the right friends You need to get the right ego, I'd say. And you need to get the, (laughs) yeah, the right ego with the right friends, Mm -hmm. with the right achievements, uh, knowing that you can make stuff happen.
0: Yep. Well, there are your takeaways, guys. Thank you everyone for listening. This was a really fun episode, as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pro- probably the more the deep one of the deepest ones. <laughs> not yeah not talking about, of course, the um coron- coronavirus episode. We're just like the, the yes. deep thoughts, just oh, God, that yeah. episode was just <laughs> incredible. Yeah, but we're just plugging in the previous episodes, guys. You go listen to those as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very, they're really good. <laughs> yep. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. Have a great Monday, great two weeks, and be ready for another episode in two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yes. See Bye. you again, guys.
1: Bye.